With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Hey, 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 oh. I said, hey, 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 hey. I'm very happy to be here right now with Andrew Leahy and the Homestead, but Hello. it's just Andrew Leahy. Yeah, the homestead went to get barbecue. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to be doing right now. We're here in Memphis, Tennessee, and the barbecue is the best, right? We heard that. Yeah. We don't, we don't really have, I think, great barbecue in Nashville. We're not known for the barbecue in Nashville. What are you known for in Nashville? Hot chicken, music, uh, increasing traffic. <laughs> well, that's yeah. nice. The first two. Yeah. Uh, how do you get around in Nashville? you have a car? I have a Mazda 3, yeah. and I have a big band van in the back of the parking lot here. Uh, and we have, we have these little uh, scooters in Nashville, too. Do you guys have those here in Memphis? Yeah, yeah. I, if I say them, we might have to bleep them out. We're allowed to cuss a lot, but I don't know if we're allowed to say, uh, you know, company brand, names. Like brand. Yeah. Uh, we have scooters that will remain uh, nameless. They can get up to 18 miles an hour, which is pretty scary when you're on it. Um, but occasionally I'll scooter to yeah. the drugstore or something. Yeah, to get drugs. Just like you do. You, like, scooter to get <laughs> your Advil. Well, that's cool. So you're living in Nashville, but you're rarely there, right? I mean, you're touring a lot between your own band, and you're also playing in a, other bands. Um, tell me a little bit about what your life is like these days. Well, and I should add that my wife is in Knoxville in veterinary school, uh, graduating May of 2020. And so when I'm not touring, I'm often in Knoxville. Oh. And when I'm not in uh, Knoxville, it's because I either have uh, journalism work in Nashville, because I also work as a music journalist. That's right, that's right. Um, or I'm touring with my band, Andrew Leahy and the Homestead. Or I'm touring with Elizabeth Cook's band, which is now called Gravy. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Cook and Gravy. It's a pretty cool name. Uh, or any number of other acts. Actually, when I came here for the first time, it was playing with Slahetka. yeah. I play with Michaela Ann. I play with John Latham. It, it goes on and on. Yeah. Yeah. So between, you know, touring and, and all these other things that you're doing, when do you find time to come up with songs? It's hard. And it's also hard when you're a journalist because I feel like I spend all day, every day, thinking about uh, music and thinking about words with music. And uh -huh. so it can, it can be hard. You know, like at the end of the day, when you try to write a song, you know, you can you feel as though you've maybe depleted that part of your brain, that reserve yeah. of vocabulary. Uh, but I do a lot of writing on the road, I think because it's a more streamlined, at least in a musical sense, uh, way of living. And uh, you just kind of get in that mindset and, um, and everything comes easier. You can hear the muse clearly. Has it always been music for you? It's always been music and music journalism, but mm -hmm. music journalism was originally just um, you know, like a backup plan, mm -hmm. you know, like a thing I would do if music didn't work, and then uh, music journalism kind of wound up working first, and now it's really good because I've got uh, just a geographically flexible job, so yeah. I can write articles whether I'm in my own van, I can you know, wake up early in a hotel room and write things, and I do that. I work 
you know, constantly, whether I'm touring or not. Yeah, just constantly searching for Wi-Fi passwords everywhere you go. I've got a little uh, portable Wi-Fi device, which is huge. Oh, that's cool. I'd like to hear more about that. I can't, I can't tell you the product name, though. No, you can't. It's great. No endorsements here. So I know a lot of this already, but I don't really know how you got started in music. Like that first, when that bug, you know, first bit you, as I say. When the bug bit me. I don't know when they say that. Uh, No, I think they say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, my older brother was just the, you know, coolest guy ever, and he is still. Cool. Uh, You know, like he had a great uh, collection of cassette tapes growing up. So uh, this is in the 80s? Yeah, late 80s. Okay. So, like, his room with the huge wall of uh, tapes was kind of like where I liked to go and listen to things. You know, uh, my mom, before I was born, was a classical vocalist and would do weddings and churches and all you know uh, gigs like that Mm -hmm. and then just uh growing up i was the guy who would do choirs and musicals and bands on the side um so it's just it's just kind of always you know it's been it's like uh, music has been where i go for my you know my community it's where i've always gotten kind of the bulk of my you know friend group um it's just always been that thing and this band andrew Leahy and the homestead began probably in 2011 or so so what were some of those first cassette tapes that really had an impact on you? It's a lot of hair metal. Hair metal. A lot of hair metal. Uh, Guns N' Roses, uh, Winger. My buddy Dean Moore, who plays bass in the band, he's a, he's a huge Winger fan. We were actually just talking about that. Dean, that's for you. Um, you know, but I mean, you know, kind of what has always really hit home with me is uh, Tom Petty mm-hmm. and Bruce Springsteen. Just that kind of rock and roll has always been ground zero. I feel like this band has always work toward our own version of what those guys do and did in Tom's case. Why is that? Why are you drawn to Tom and Bruce and artists like that? It just feels good. It feels, it feels good to play. Uh, just those open ringing chords and that kind mm-hmm. of epic sweep. I feel like it's music that works really well live. Um, it's great to play it and it's great to be in the audience and watch a band playing that kind of music. Um, and I think also just the, um, like in Tom Petty's case, it's the way that everything is a hook, whether it's Mike Campbell's guitar uh, riffs or Tom's really easy melodies. They just lodge themselves in your brain. You know, and Mike Campbell could do a thing that's much more complicated on guitar, and Ben Montench could do a thing that's um, you know, much busier on keys, but they don't. They know how to serve the song, which is really rare when musicians are that talented and that capable. They can, they can rein themselves in, and it makes for really compelling music. So, you, you know, you grew up listening to cassette tapes. I was wondering um, what medium of music that you're listening to now. Is it still cassettes? Are you listening to vinyl or are you under the digital thing or what? I like compact discs. You do? Yeah. You know, again, our living room, we've got a huge collection, much to my wife's chagrin. It's kind of, it's you know, almost kind of like a furniture piece. Yeah. Um, and plus, as a journalist, I get mailed albums all the time. And I like that. I like, I like being able to hold it. You know, like on the road, it helps when you're touring to just use an aux cable and use Spotify and not carry around a collection of a hundred different albums. But I really do like being able to hold that tangible thing. I get CDs a lot still from people as well. And um, I don't have a CD player anymore. That's the thing. I've talked to a lot of people. I've talked to DJs who don't have a way to actually play that. And I think it is, you know, it's good for musicians to keep that in mind. Uh Um, You know, when we're mixing the album, we, of course, want it to sound you know, great on these huge speakers, but you also have to assume that most people are going to be playing it through earbuds on their phone. Um, and um, it's just good to keep in mind, 
you know, what the listening trends are. And if that's digital, then that is the case. So you, you mentioned that you're, you're a journalist and that you work in that world. Um, who are some of the publications that you work for? I have worked for Rolling Stone, Spin, The Washington Times, AllMusic.com, Pace Magazine, American Songwriter, Radar, numerous others. That's an amazing list of... It's a big list. I need to watch out because it gets it gets hard when it comes time to get press for this band uh -huh. because uh, you know there are conflicts of interest that you have to kind of skate around. And so I'm I'm trying to uh, prune down the amount of publications I write for. Where does writing come from for you, and and how do you find words that to describe music? That's a good question. Um, I just um, I like being kind of an advocate for music. I like I like mm -hmm. being a a cheerleader for music I like. I don't, I don't really get down with the kind of journalism that is based on telling you why things sucks. Uh, I, sure. feel like, I, feel like, yeah. I feel like we've got enough of that in the world, yeah. especially on the internet. So um, that's really never been a thing that I've done. I prefer to tell a story of an album, why it exists, how it exists, and let the uh, reader and listener choose their own opinion about whether or not it's good. Yeah. Do you conduct interviews a lot? All the time. Yeah. It's, it's really great to be on the other end of it. <laughs> it's so rare. Is that what this is? Is this an interview? I thought is we were this an interview? Out. Are we just hanging know. with these mics? I thought we were just hanging out. We are just hanging out. Good. Cool. So aside from all the other things that you're doing, you're pushing forward with Andrew Leahy and the Homestead. You have a new album on the way coming in March 2019. Yes, yes. I'd love to hear about that. Airwaves. Airwaves. Where's the camera? Airwaves. Uh, yeah, we've, uh, you know, we did that in Nashville, and it's our version it's our interpretation of the kind of rock and roll i grew up with in the 80s and early 90s um you know uh, to me the really clear touchstones are petty springsteen john mellencamp even stuff that is uh maybe not considered all that cool like uh, like brian adams or some late 80s solo don henley i love the uh the tones they got i love the melodies they got and i love how big that music sounds yeah so you know, without without trying to replicate this Reagan era level of reverb, we wanted to kind of touch on that like epic scope that those guys just did so well. Some of those guys weren't really into music videos and being in them, uh, so I've read at least. And I'm interested. Are you into music videos? I mean, you've made some pretty cool ones, if I remember correctly. There's the one with uh, Little in Love with the, yeah. the like uh, miniature figurines. That was pretty um, sweet. Are you going to do any more for the new album? It was fun. We had uh, we used we used green screen for that. And it was cool too. My only cool. my only green screen video. Um, yeah, we've got a video for Airwaves, the uh, title track. Yeah. And we did that beneath this really big radio tower. Actually, the um, well, I probably can't even use the company name. It's a big uh, um, radio station in Nashville. And when this tower was erected in the 1930s, it was the uh, tallest radio tower in North America. Wow. And so we did like a video beneath that. Um, and we did a couple of live videos because that's really where this kind of music lives and thrives, I think. Yeah. And it's where the audience for this kind of music exists currently. It's live. Um, and that's why I'm glad we got to come here today and make more videos with y'all. Absolutely. Where were the studio tracks recorded for the album? You mentioned in Nashville, but where at? This guy named Paul Ebersold. He's uh -huh. a Memphis guy, actually. Okay. He used to work at Ardent Studios, uh, and his, um, his studio now in Nashville is called The Bakery. Okay. And, uh, we, you know, we, we did it uh, mostly live, and um, it was great. Happy with how things turned out? Yeah, I feel like 
you know, every album, um, you kind of chip away at the definition of who you are, and you're trying to clarify what you do a bit more. And I think we got as clear as we possibly could on this one. To me, it's an American rock and roll record. What are some of the themes? Such a good question. Um, just being able to, uh, to know what you want to do and to be able to continue doing it. You know, a couple years back, I had that whole brain tumor thing. Yeah. And I think, I think I've, um, I've talked with you guys in previous interviews about that. But just to recap, I had a brain tumor on my hearing nerve. You know, I had a brain operation to take it out. Um, and it took a while to get better. And, um, and it, it, was, it was pretty painful to go and resume touring right away because I was just getting killer migraines. And trying to carry that heavy amp was just hell on my head. Crazy. And playing in front of a loud drum set was hell on my head. Um, and so it, it, it made me uh, reassess and redefine, um, you know, what my goals were and why I was doing it and why I needed to do it. Um, and a lot of this album is about that. You know, like a song like Make It Last, which we close with um, today, that is just kind of, like, it's my version of what, of what making it is. It's just being able to keep doing it, you know, to have the resources and the band members and the gas money to you know, play a show tomorrow and the next night. And then a lot of the album is also about my wife, who, like I said, is in Knoxville going to school. Right. Uh, you know, we have our home in Nashville. We rent in Knoxville. And there's this kind of weird long-distance marital dynamic thing going on, which is, which is unusual. Um, but it's kind of cool because it's good to remember how much I miss her when she's not around. And it can make for some compelling music, I think. Man, I'll be honest, your life sounds really hard to me. Like, <laughs> it's a lot of obstacles. Um, it's a I'm, lot of road miles. Seriously, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in, I mean, between experiences like waiting in doctor's offices for who knows how long, um, Nashville traffic, like real deal anxiety-inducing stuff, plus all the stuff that's going on in the world today and all your duties that you've taken on, how do you maintain a sense of optimism? And uh, you seem to put that out there, and it just... I'm curious how you maintain. I yeah, well, I appreciate that. If I if I put it out there, it means I'm partially fooling you. But <laughs> um, you know, it's um, you know, I really just need to be able to play music, and I need it to be going forward. I need to have momentum, and I need to have guys around me or women around me who who want to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm an extrovert to a fault. I need to be around others, um, and um, and that's why I, you know I love touring. Um, because it's just kind of like one constant sleepover. It's a 24-hour-a-day hang. And as long as I can do that and as long as everybody around me is happy and we're working towards something, um, it just keeps me doing it. You know, because if it's not going well and you're putting a strain on the relationships at home, you're putting a strain on the bank account, uh, you start to question why you're doing it and, you know, if it's worth it. And um, to have to continually... um, reassess and kind of um, rededicate yourself to it, I find really galvanizing and compelling. Well, we're happy that you're doing it, man. And I Thank you, man. I wish you all the best in 2019 on all your tours and, and with the Airwaves album. Where can people get Airwaves? Where can people get Airwaves? Um, it's going to be distributed uh, worldwide. So yeah. get it where you get music, online or in stores. Absolutely. Like I said, I really love to be able to hold the compact disc, but uh, you do what you want to do. Thank you, Andrew. Of course, man. Thank you, guys. Hey there. If you enjoyed this podcast, 
Remember that you can check out hundreds more at DiddyTV.com. Just click on the podcast tab at the top of the page, and you can explore exclusive conversations with A-list and emerging artists in the Americana and Roots music scene. Just head to DiddyTV.com and click on the podcast tab. Thanks for listening. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.